Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. I'll be reading from verses 1 through 8. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. So John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the whole Judean region and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for being able to celebrate Christmas, the birth of your Son. We thank you for all that this season brings, the joy, the celebration of your light, the reminder, O oh Lord, that you came once and will come again. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will continue to bless us as we hear this word proclaimed. Use your thoughts, O oh Lord, give me your thoughts to be my own as I share it. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. As you heard, as I was talking to the children, a preview is supposed to entice you to want to see the movie. It's supposed to get your attention. A really good preview creates more questions than answers. It leaves you with enough things that you want to know about that you need to see the movie because you need some answers. You need to get to the answers that were left hanging from the preview. The best movie previews are the ones that make you not want to wait to go see the movie, that make you want to pre-order your ticket, that make you want to get in line and put a little tent out in front of the movie theater so you can go in first. Now, some of you are giggling, but if you're a Star Wars fan, you know what I'm talking about. When the Star Wars movies came out, People camped for days outside of the movie theaters to be the first ones to go in and see them. When I think of John the Baptist, I think of the greatest preview of all time. Jesus called them the greatest prophet to ever be born of a woman. That's pretty high praise from Jesus, isn't it? For him to say that out of all the prophets that had come before and would come after, he was the greatest of them all. Like a preview, John's job was very simple. Prepare people for the one who was to come, the new that was about to happen, the kingdom that was about to arrive. He dressed up for the part too. Did you notice the scripture? He got his camel hair on started going out into the wilderness and eating locusts and honey because that's what, that's what prophets of old would do. 
He wore a leather belt, so he was not dressed in a three-piece suit. He just went out to the wilderness looking and acting and behaving in the way that the people would have expected a prophet to behave. From John, we learn that we need to learn to dress for the part that we want to play. If we want to prepare the way of the Lord, we might have to stick out from the bunch. We might have to stick out when it comes to not looking like everybody else or acting like everybody else. We might have to stick to what Jesus wants us to be so that people will notice us. And sometimes we need to speak out and be heard. After all, John went out into the wilderness to proclaim that one greater than him was coming, and this was good news. Now, this is the time of the year in which we always hear about sharing about Jesus, right? One of our favorite hymns, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Over what? Over the hills and everywhere. And if we were to modernize that today, it would say, on your internet, on your social media, on your pictures, on everything you share in your Christmas cards, remember to tell the story that this time of the year is about the birth of the Savior of the world called Jesus. Without Christ, there is no Christmas. Without Jesus... There is no this time of the year. He is the reason that we celebrate. The beginning of the Gospel of Mark shows that because it begins not with a, not with an, a, a sentence, but with a statement. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. It's important for us to understand that the Gospel begins with the birth of Jesus. The good news begins with the coming of God into the world, made flesh in a little baby born in a manger. The beginning of the story is important. How many of us would have left heaven and glory to come down and go through this life that can be full of illness and sickness and difficulty and struggle and strife? How many of us would have left a place where there was no tears to come to a place where we could cry for our loved ones when they die? How many of us would have left the perfect trinity of God to come and give our lives for others? The beginning of the story matters because it reminds us that Jesus made a decision to come into the world. So John was not afraid to go into the wilderness. It's good news. He wants everybody to know. He goes out there and he starts telling everyone, we need to prepare for this. We need to get ready for this. He knew once he went out there, even though he started off by himself, that the good news that he was sharing was so important and so good that people would come and they would hear it. We don't need to be afraid of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to learn, like John, to be trailblazers. Somebody has to be first at everything. Did you know that? 
Somebody always has to be first at everything. Somebody has to be first in starting worship. Somebody has to be first in leading prayer. Somebody has to be first in speaking the word of God. Somebody has to be first in telling people that God loves them and wants new life for them. Somebody has to always be first. Don't be afraid to be the trailblazer in your circles. Preparing the way of the Lord means putting ourselves out there like John did by going out into the wilderness. I mean, at least God is not asking you to do that right now and eat any locust or wild honey. Could be worse. But sometimes when we go out there, we, we, get, we get jumbled up because we don't know how to share. And we need to learn from John to keep the message simple. John didn't try to explain everything that this one who was greater than he was going to do. He didn't try to explain the incarnation. He didn't try to give them a long theological explanation of who this guy was. He invited people to repent of their sins and be baptized in preparation for the coming kingdom of God. That's what he did. He kept it simple. If you ever in doubt about what the message of the gospel should be as you go out to share it with others, I always say go back to John 3.16. We all know it by heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that all those who believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. In that one verse of scripture, you have the, the, the center of the gospel. John made sure that everybody knew that he was preparing the way for somebody much more powerful and much greater than he. Can you imagine if the trailer was longer than the movie? Then nobody would ever watch the movie. The trailers are always shorter, right? They're always more compact. They're always brief. And if you compare the ministry of John to the ministry of Jesus, John's ministry was brief by comparison because he was the preview. He was not the one that was being featured. He was promoting Jesus. He was letting them know that Jesus was coming. When we go out to share the gospel, we need to remember that we're promoting Jesus. We're preaching Jesus. We're teaching Jesus. We're celebrating Jesus. It's all about him. It always has been and always will be about him. We need to tell people, the one who I'm telling you about is more powerful than I. I am not even worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals. In Spanish, we have a phrase for this. The phrase is, no le llego ni a los tobillos, which means I can't even reach their ankles. That means that you're that much lower than them that you can't even reach their ankles. But you get the point. John wanted people to understand, I'm not it. It's not about me. It's about him. And he's coming. And you have to prepare. John was very clear that he was making a trail for others to follow. The one that was coming was so powerful that he said, I'm going to baptize you with water for the repentance of your sins, for the things that you repent of before God. But he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's much more powerful. He will give you something 
I cannot give you. And that's really important for us to understand. You know, we can tell people about Jesus all day long, but at the end of the day, we can't save them. Jesus does. We can't forgive them like Jesus does. We can't even love them like Jesus does. We try to do all those things to forgive them, to love them like Jesus. But ultimately, Jesus is the only one that can fully do that like it needs to be done. Only Jesus can cover all of our sins by the blood that he spilled on the cross. And Jesus said that when he left, he would not leave us alone. He said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit to remind you every day that I'm coming back. It's going to empower you and give you the ability to be what? To be promoters of the kingdom, to serve as previews of what I can do in people's lives, to show others that I am real. The book of Acts tells us that when the Holy Spirit came, the disciples received grace and power wisdom and gifts, boldness to share the word of God, even if it cost them their lives. And with that power came accountability, the responsibility to use that power to promote Jesus and the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit packs a punch. It gives so much to us so that we can follow Jesus. So here's the question that comes from this scripture for me today. If we are a preview for Jesus coming into someone's life, do they want him? Do they want to know him? Do they want to be in relationship with him more? Because they see how we live with him. And they see how he lives in us. How good of a preview are we? When people see us, do they go, you know, I want to know your Jesus? Do people say, you know, I want to know the power of his resurrection because I see it in you? I want to know his grace and forgiveness because I see how you live guilt-free because you have turned over your sins to Jesus. And are we shouting it from the rooftops, the mountaintops, the hilltops, and everywhere? How many people know that we are Christian? Or do people have to guess when they look at us? Are they lining up to meet him because of what they've seen in our lives? I think at the end of the day, John's example challenges us to see how our witness is bringing more and more people to Jesus Christ. During this Christmas season, I want us to be about preparing the way of the Lord in the lives of those around us. I want us to continue to prepare them for his return and prepare them to have a relationship with him that is a saving relationship. You might have to be a trailblazer at work or with your neighbor or with that family member you can't stand. You might have to be a trailblazer with that person that you don't get along with but let me tell you, this is the charge of every Christian. Every one of us is supposed to be a bearer of the light of Christ, a sharer of the good news of Jesus. 
We're supposed to go and tell people you can repent of your sins, you can prepare the way of the Lord in your own hearts and receive him and have a different life. Let's invite them to receive the full baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, whenever there are free gifts, people come by the bundles. When we announce that there is a free gift to be received, you got to do a sign-up sheet or something, because otherwise, what will happen? You're going to get more people than you can have gifts. And Margie can tell you that's a scary thought, that you get more people than, than gifts. The good news in our case is that when we invite people to come know Jesus Christ, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are abundant and plentiful, and he never runs out. He never runs out of love and grace and mercy. He never runs out of power for every person that comes into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. We should be preparing people for Jesus' return. And part of that preparation is opening up those gifts that God has given us and putting them to good use. This life, the life that we have right now, the Christian journey that we're on, that we continue to live every day, is merely a preview of the glory to come. It pales in comparison to what it will be like when we see Jesus face to face. When we enter the pearly gates that we have been reading about in Revelations, and we see all that has been prepared for us. You know, this is really good news. Jesus has told us it's going to be great. But we still have a journey to complete. As Paul put it, we still have a race to run. We have to complete it. But as we run our race, it is our task to bring others along. John was sent to prepare a way for Jesus to come into the hearts of those that were in Jerusalem and in Judea and the whole region. We as a church, in very much the same way, have been sent by God to prepare this community to enter into the kingdom of heaven and to be a part of it. People still need to prepare. People still need repentance and forgiveness and grace. And people still need an invitation. You know, the number one reason people come to church is somebody invited them. The second reason is somebody invited them and took them to lunch. Invite somebody. Tell them you'll take them to breakfast or lunch afterwards. Let them know that this is important because the good news of Jesus Christ is worth sharing. They still need to receive that invitation from you. Be the preview that they need so that they want to know Jesus in a real and deep and meaningful way. This evening, the kids will be sharing their play. And one of the things that always impresses me about this play is how many people come to watch it. How many people come to hear and to see and to experience the Christmas story. But if all we do 
is tell them about the baby Jesus being born. And we don't give them an invitation to welcome that baby Jesus into their hearts. Then we have done them a great disservice. We need to invite them to know Jesus as their personal Savior, to know that they can have life in him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for the opportunity to be previews of you. We ask, O oh Lord, that as we share your good news, as we invite others to know Jesus, as we go out of our comfort zone, Lord, to tell others that you are really the Savior of the world, we ask, O oh Lord, that you will empower us to do that, that you will give us your Holy Spirit and your guidance to be able, O oh Lord, to see the opportunities that you're putting before us. We especially pray for this evening's play, Lord, and for everybody that will be here to see the Christmas story unfold before their eyes. We ask, O oh Lord, that as they see the story of Jesus being born, that you will open their hearts to receive you into it, that they will open their hearts to receive your message and your good news, and that ultimately they will receive Jesus. We ask, O oh Lord, that the children will do great this evening, that you will bless them with good health, and that they will do great in the play. But more importantly, we ask that your Holy Spirit fill this sanctuary and that everybody will feel your presence as we share your story. We ask that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The altar is always open if anybody wants prayer as we continue worship.